Hey Candy Fam, this is Nate from Talking Candy. We wanted to let you know that this audio podcast is a recording from a weekly YouTube series on the Talking Candy YouTube channel. We often reference charts and other visual aids throughout the show that in our opinion improve the overall experience. Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe so that you can stay informed on everything in the world of candy each and every week. Don't sleep on these 53 cent cards. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. What's up, Candy Fam? My name is Nate, that's David, and this is the Talking Candy Weekly Update. Each week, we take a look at what's going on in the world of candy and give you an idea of what you need to be paying attention to. While David and I each have collections of our own, this is not financial advice. We are just having a good time. David, we're back. It's been it's been a rocky last uh, month with, with getting these out. We've gotten some weeks down. We've done some just pack rips, but it's good to be back to have another full episode here. A lot to talk, talk about. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm glad we're able to to get together this week and just kind of get things back on track. And before we get too far into it, uh, I did need to give a shout out to one of the community members. Those of you who are paying attention might notice there's a there's a new addition behind my shoulder here. In addition to the Kyle Gibson infinite object that Candy sent me when I pulled my Kyle Gibson legendary, I now have in my possession the Brandon Crawford. That's in a bad spot. <laughs> the Brandon Crawford infinite object. Very nice. And this was originally sent to the user who pulled the Brandon Crawford legendary. He sold that legendary to none other than Jeff Rathgaber. And uh, that user offered, or Kiwiana is his name, uh, he offered to mail it to Jeff. And Jeff politely declined. Uh, he's, he just wanted the legendary itself, the NFT. And so uh, he knew I was a big Giants fan, so he offered it to me. And so I don't own the Crawford Legendary. All I have is a, a mere copy, but I like it just the same. Love it. Love it. We know that Jeff is uh, all about the anti-clutter element of digital collectibles, so that adds up. But cool thing to have fall in your lap. Nice compliment to the Gibson there. Nice for the background, so congrats on grabbing that. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about the 2022 All-Star Packs. We're going to talk about the Sweet Future football packs, and we're going to have a whole lot of conversation around challenges. There were challenges related to the All-Star Drop. There is a challenge related to Sweet Futures. There's also other MLB-related challenges that we're going to talk about. So that's going to be kind of the main focus. We're going to work through all of those different pieces, all the different categories. But let's start with, uh, with the All-Star stuff. So we had a... A drop occur, let's see, it's been about a week and a half now, is that right? Uh, not even, not even, just over a week. Today's the, today's the no, fourth. It's, it's been a couple weeks Has now. it been two weeks the, now? The all, yeah. yeah, the All-Star drop was on September 20th. Okay, okay, so our uh, our lack of, of <laughs> podcast last week has, has left me looking for the dates. But uh, yeah, so we're about two weeks into this now. And so we have seen the burn challenge for some select epics come and go, but we still have a full set challenge. But we'll start by talking about the packs. And as you can see, I've got the gold pack pulled up here. These are still sitting at a decent price above uh, retail. Retail was 150 per pack on these. And two weeks later, they're still sitting at 225. We're not seeing the same volume that we were seeing in the, in the beginning, but still packs that are moving. You can see today's the fourth, four of them moved today, a few more on the third. Actually, I'm eating my words here. A bunch of them moved on the third. So definitely still interest here and good to see another pack drop with appreciation. We saw it with the Cal Ripken Jr. drop and we saw it again with the All-Star drop. It's the same thing with the blue edition. These retailed at, was it 20 or 25? Forget. 25 25 and they are sitting right under $40 as a floor right now so again nice to see packs appreciate the supply was lower than the demand that is a good equation for interest and people maintaining confidence in the things that they're buying so on just a simple note those floors look good but in terms of the the actual challenge element of this I don't know if you want to 
to kind of jump in and, and give an overview of what's going on here. Well, uh, as you briefly touched on, there was a burning challenge for 10 of the players that didn't have epics naturally in those packs. And so on September 21st, which is just the day after the packs were released, uh, everyone you know scrambled to get their burn piles in order to burn for those players epics and and you know that was over within minutes you know because there was only 10 players only 25 epics a piece and they went fast i would say maybe about five to seven minutes before all 10 of them were completely gone and some of them were gone in less than a minute mm-hmm. i'm thinking of juan soto vladimir guerrero those, those were instantaneously minted out but in addition to that burning challenge, there is the normal full set challenge, which is getting all 80 of, of the players of any rarity. And, and that will get you a uh, Miguel Cabrera chaser. And you have to have those in your collection by November 15th. But they've expanded upon that, allowing people who want something even more selective to get a full set of epic rarity. And they'll get an epic reward, the Albert Pujols chaser. And we don't expect too many people to be going for that set. The, the maximum would be 25, assuming all 25 of everyone's epics were pulled and were distributed just so. Uh, but in reality, I'd say maybe a handful of people will be chasing that full epic set. Uh, but again, November 15th, they would need to have that set put together. Yeah, I'm thinking for sure less than 10. Like it's going to be a single digit. It's going to be one of the most unique NFTs mm-hmm. in this in this entire ecosystem that we've seen so far. I think we made reference to this a couple of weeks ago, but I mean, it's Pujols. He got to 700. He's retiring. It's all just storybook ending. And now this is going to be mm-hmm. a chaser probably out of single digits. So every single one is going to be crazy desirable and it's going to be valuable because these epics are not cheap. The ones that you just mentioned. So the the burn players, basically the way that this worked was that these 10 epic players were not available to be pulled in the packs. The only way to get them was through this burn. And to your point, Soto and Vlad, those were the the two biggest names in here. And those are both going for around $500 a pop. And there are 80 epics that you have to collect. So that Pujols chaser is going to be in uh, very premium supply. It's going to be cool to see that, and it's going to be cool to see what it gets listed for. I'm sure it's not going to be extremely liquid, uh, but we will uh, we'll look forward to seeing what that looks like. The cards look great. I mean, I know that this is just kind of beating a dead horse here, but we talked about it last time. This I was fortunate enough to to get through the queue, which is really what it came down to for that burn, and I got... I got my Devers. It's no, it's no secret that Devers is my guy, uh, and I was fortunate enough to get airdropped a single digit. Love that too. So, yeah, I mean, these are just really, they just pop. And especially when you look at the thumbnails on everything, uh, when it's not in the actual collectible itself, they just stand out a little bit differently. And just the the way they use the coloration, I like this fancy shining play button behind the the uh, the video clip element there. I also like the way they use the uh, the City Connect jerseys there, but yeah, just really clean looking. You know, continue to to not disappoint when it comes to the actual quality of these NFTs, and these are really really clean looking. So that's that's the deal on that. I don't I don't think that there's much else to say. Get your get your sets together if that's something that you're going for with that Miguel Cabrera chaser. It's rel- relatively affordable to do. A lot of mm-hmm. the cores are in the ballpark of five, six bucks. So um, definitely attainable. We saw about, what was it, 250 of the, the Ken Griffey Jr. chasers go out for the, the Hall of Fame set. I think that this is somewhere comparable to that. This is a little bit more uh, volume because there's 80 players instead of 30, but it's relatively achievable. So anything else you wanted to, to say on All-Stars before we move on? Just one little nugget for anyone who is chasing that full epic set, and not too many of you and most of you probably already know this, but there is someone who's scooped over 10 of the Mike Trout epics. That's just in one account. And so that's already a very um, very difficult bottleneck forming on that Mike Trout epic. So uh, before you put your full epic set together, make sure you've got one of those lined up because that's where you're going to hit a roadblock. Very good note. Very good note. Good things to know. All right. So 
let's let's shift over before going back to baseball let's just talk about the other product drop that we saw which was the candy sweet futures football and as you can see already right here the 235 editions of the seven icon pack which went for 125 dollars those all sold out relatively quickly i don't know it wasn't instant but it was within the first hour i think probably less than that um, so not super surprising at 235 units plus being the the more premium pack those are usually the first to go meanwhile there are 2300 of the cheaper packs these went for $20 each and they have one icon per pack so these are the same as the the mystery packs that, that the Cal Ripken Jr. drop was based around so just a single Sweet Futures icon in those I think that they're around half sold. I haven't checked in the last 24 hours, but just based on the listings that I was seeing, I saw that we were somewhere in the 1200 area. Do you have any updated number on that? In my mind, it was around 1400, but I also hadn't checked in just a little while. I can see if any have minted onto the blockchain recently. Um, sweet future. Oh, even more. They, they've, um, they've done some numbers. They're at about 1900 of those $20 single packs okay. have been uh, have been sold and minted. So those could sell out within the next week or so. Um, hopefully they do because this is just the first roster of these sweet future football players. The second roster will be coming in another week or so as well. Yeah. So that's good to see. That's good to know that that sounds like a sellout is probably imminent at that point. They're at a low enough price point and that's a low enough volume that they probably will sell out. I also think that these numbers are a little bit interesting to look at with the, the seven icon packs. There were only 235 packs, but even at that, we've only seen 19 sold and there's only 13 listings, which means that the people that bought these didn't just turn around and relist them right away for the, right away for the most part, uh, which was smart because this is a smaller product line. We've seen WWE, NASCAR, you know, sweet futures. This is, you need to tread lightly on this stuff. If you're not actually interested in it, if you don't, if you're not looking to, to really dive into it and enjoy it on your own level, it's something that you should probably stay away from if you're not into risky, I'm not going to call it an investment, but you know, allocation of funds, because we just have seen a variety of results when it's come to these non MLB drops, even the MLB drops, we're just starting to, to gain some positive momentum on. So it's cool to see that there's not just a huge saturation of these listings. They sold for 125 a pop. The floor for purchasing is 155 right now. And you know, the last we've, we've seen some, some low digit serials move, but you know, 150, 165, 150. So they're selling for a little bit above what they went for. We saw a few of them go for 140 early on, but yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of status quo right now. The the NFTs are again really clean looking. They're they're similar to the the last iteration of Sweet Futures with with some slight variations to it. But yeah, let me pull up the this well, a, a notable variation is especially unlike last year's football is we've got school logos now. You know we we've got you know Alabama, we've got Texas, we've got Ohio, Oregon. You know we we've got recognizable school teams and school logos which i i think can make a big difference for some people in terms of how likely they are to want to collect and versus just having them in a nondescript jersey sometimes without even a number mm -hmm. yeah it absolutely adds to it i mean i don't think anybody will argue that and it we've we see this play out with traditional baseball cards right you've got tops has the rights and then uh, other companies like Panini don't. And so it's just team colors, but no logos. And because of that, the values are less than, and it just makes sense that these are collectibles. They're supposed to be a extension of our fandom and having the, the actual jerseys and logos is a big part of that. So, uh, let's, let's talk about the, the details on this here, just pulling up the blog post. So as stated, there were the single icon packs for 20 bucks. There were also the seven icon packs for 125. You were guaranteed a rare in the seven icon packs. Um, and the 
the single icon packs, were they the only ones with legendaries? Could you not pull a legendary from the sevens? The seven pack did have stated legendary odds when, when you pull them up. So that implies that there could have been a legendary, but because there are only eight legendaries, it, you know, because there are only eight players in this first drop, if there was a legendary in one of the seven packs, the, the math would work out where there would have only have been one in mm. the seven packs okay. and the other seven would have been in the single icon. Gotcha. Okay. So this is, uh, let's see, this was just drop one. So there's two, two separate drops. And as was the case with the Sweet Futures basketball last year, we've got different lineups for, for each of these drops. So first drop included Robinson, Knicks, Downs, uh, Lele, uh, Smith, Beck, Tagaviola, uh, Viloa, and Hasselwood. And then drop two, Allen, Daniels, Hartman, McKinstry, Moore, Flowers, Pittman, Sewell, and Banks. So that will be, that second drop will be on October 13th. So a little bit more than a week away from today, October 4th. So in addition to the packs themselves and the cards, there is going to be a dynamic challenge. And I'm going to leave this up on the screen while you talk it through, because I haven't read into this yet. So for the dynamic challenge, uh, there's going to be four different weeks of challenges. And the way that they've described it, uh, because it mentions it on the screen here, but the way that uh, it's kind of been further elaborated on the Discord is that they're going to give us two different lineups of players. And it might be like one quarterback, one running back, one wide receiver, one defensive player. And, and they'd give us you know two kind of similar sets based upon position. And it would be up to us to collect the sets that we want we could get one or both of those sets and then for that week's games they would assign them point values kind of similar to like a fantasy style points based upon how they performed and the lineup that performed better that week would receive a prize if you had collected that lineup and so you don't have to pick just one if you want you can collect both and i think we're going to see a lot of that uh, because there's not a whole ton of players you know there's seven going to be 17 total I think enough people will have all 17 that when they say get this lineup or this lineup, we'll already have both. But for someone who doesn't have every player, then they'll get to decide which players they think are going to do better that week and pick up those players. So that way they can participate in the challenge and be rewarded with the, the it says the victory NFT asset. So we don't know what exactly that's going to be, if it's going to be a trophy or if it's going to be something else. Ideally, it might feature the players that were in that lineup or maybe feature some of the plays that they did that week. You know, that would at least tie it even more to their performance that that caused them to be the winning lineup. But it does say that, you know, it could be rarity specific. So having a full set of cores might not be good enough for the challenge if, for example, Bo Nix is on one of the teams and you have to have his rare for that particular lineup. Or they might say, here's the four players, but at least one of them has to be a rare. Could be something like that. And we see that kind of mirrored with the full set challenge. Uh, because unlike the normal full set challenges, where you just get the full set of any rarity, this one does require a bit more than course. You still have to have all 17 players, but 10 of them are going to have to be rare or better. And Robinson is going to have to be one of those 10 and so that already kind of sets like a natural bottleneck on going for that full set because it it's going to have to go through Robinson one way or the other. You can pick and choose how who you want the other nine rares to be, but he'll guaranteed be one of them. So I think that the 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 umbrella takeaway is that Candy has clearly has clearly gotten to a point where they understand that challenges up front make a difference and we've seen it play out with these last few mlb drops and now we're adding it to the sweet futures drop we're in the middle of it with the all-star drop and it caused issues with the leadoff series drop and it's continuing to cause issues with the original 21 drop right that's the most apparent when left to our own devices with nothing telling us why or how those prices have just continued to drop and drop and drop whereas these other, these other drops that have happened 
where you know right up front that there's gonna be a full set challenge, this is what the reward is gonna be, this is the date, this is what the burn is gonna be, this, you know, X, Y, Z, people know that they wanna plan for angles A, B, and C. And now you've not only got some people playing all angles, but more importantly, you've given multiple different styles of collectors different reasons to participate. Like, it's no, it's no secret that you're all in on full sets. You're a set collector. It's, it's one of the ways that you enjoy collecting. Whereas me, I'm way more interested in gamification. So I've been burning Titans. I was fortunate enough to, to be able to burn a couple of the all-star epics. That's the stuff that, that I'm planning for, that I'm enjoying. So it, it takes multiple different avenues, multiple different possibilities to entertain different styles of collectors. And it's something that we've heard Candy talk about. It's something that, that we've heard Scott Lawin, the CEO of Candy, talk about in multiple interviews where there are lots of different interactions, different types of engagements that, that can be facilitated with collectibles like this. And what we're, what we're learning through these, these case studies coming out one at a time is that the secret sauce is, is having the gamification built into the drop so that people know what they're buying, what they're ripping. And, and even at that, it's, it's creating excitement on, on drop day, because with the, the all-star, uh, the 22 all-star stuff, for example, there's this frenzy to buy those burn piles on day one. And as we all know, the, the day that a pack drop comes out while extremely volatile and not for the faint of heart, it comes with extreme opportunity in terms of you've got this fire hose of listings coming out and there's massive liquidity and, and sellers know that. So they're, you know, maybe fighting each other to, to undercut, but that creates opportunity. It's not without risk because you could be buying high if you get in too early, but if you get in at the right time when people are undercutting each other, it's allowing those of us that that want to get into to some of these challenges to have the opportunity to maybe get a little bit of a of a price savings, a cost savings on on those burn piles or those those full sets that we're working on. So it's definitely something to keep in mind that the day that packs drop is a significant day. And if you can put a little bit of extra time, even if it's not to say that like you got to be there right when it happens. This can be when you get home from work at five, six, seven p.m. Whatever that happens to be. But in that first 24, 48 hours, there's a lot of opportunity and it creates a lot more fun around the product, which creates a lot more engagement. And so that was a long winded way of saying that this is working. Yeah. And just having having these details has, has made a world of difference, as you said. And that's what we lacked on some previous drops. Uh, the one I didn't mention, uh, you can see it on the screen there, other promotions is there's going to be some sort of sweepstakes as well. It doesn't even seem like it will necessarily be tied to, to even having ownership of those NFTs. Uh, because it's a sweepstakes, I assume there'll be some sort of uh, no purchase required way to enter it at the very least. Uh, but it's going to involve all-inclusive tickets to the Rose Bowl this year. And so that that's a great way to tie it into that college football, you know, one of the, the biggest events of the year. Love it. All right, let's uh, let's shift over to some more MLB challenges here. So we will knock this one off first because it's relatively straightforward. We are reaching the the end of the regular season play of the day collection challenge, um, and this is also something that I think that you are working on completing. So I'll let you uh, I'll let you take the lead on this as well. Right. So. For the past few months, they've been giving us monthly play of the day challenges, uh, which is something we'd been asking for. You know, we didn't get any anything like that in, in April, May, or June. But I believe it was starting in July, they started putting these together for us. And in the case of the September or, you know, the September-October challenge, because it bleeds into, <clears throat> bleeds into October by a few days, it's uh, having ownership of all the play of the days for the teams that are playoff bound. And so it's either all of the National League playoff teams or all of the American League playoff teams. So any of those teams from either league that go into the playoffs, if they had a play of the day in September or October, you just make sure you have at least one of those. And then, you know, for each of the leagues, there's going to be a different reward, a different chaser. Uh, I believe it states that it's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to show off the team celebrations uh, presumably for the game where they they clinch the playoff berth 
or something along those lines. And so it'll just be a montage of those teams celebrating their entry into the playoffs. And, and so you don't need to have every single play of the day from September. If it was a team that didn't end up qualifying for the playoffs, you can skip that one. But you just, you know, look at those, you know, dozen or so plays per per league and make sure you've got one of each. And I've been buying one of every day indiscriminately. So whether they're playoff bound or not, uh, because at least for this year, I just want to have one of each. And so I'm just automatically going to have the full uh, set for this challenge. But if you're if you're on the fence about it, you have until October 7th at noon Eastern to get those into your collection. So you can qualify for that chaser as well. And there were a few days that didn't sell very many, even for playoff bound teams. And so that, that could that could limit the amount of chasers that we see from this challenge. So you can only do one or the other, but the actual chaser is different. Is that what you're saying? No, you can do either or. So if you don't care about the American League, you can just get the National League teams. But can you do National can you do League both board. of them and get both chasers? Because it That's says my or. understanding. It says collect all play of the days from the National League or American League. But I guess it could just mean that there's two separate things and you could do both. But that should say That's... and or. Right. Uh, I think that's just a a grammatical fail on on the part of this listing. All right. Good to know. Cool. So like that, again, any type of added layer of engagement gamification always makes this stuff more fun. Fan of that. So in addition to this, we also have the the leadoff series set is coming. uh, Sorry, the leadoff series set challenge is coming. And that is going to come with an Aaron Judge chaser. So the chasers are continuing to have that that same design, that same horizontal design as the the 2021 stuff with the J-Rod and the Otani chasers. We've seen it with the Ken Griffey Jr. chaser on the Hall of Fame set. And it's going to be uh, Aaron Judge for the, the leadoff series. So we wanted to just quickly touch on the fact that Serial Chaser has gotten a recent significant revamp, which long overdue to do a, a walkthrough of Serial Chaser. I did one very early on back in, man, probably March. January, February. Yeah, February, February. March time, time frame when, when Will put out the first iteration. But there's a lot of, lot of good new stuff on here. If you haven't checked it out, we'll eventually do a, a walkthrough. But just for the sake of this conversation, on the overview tab, if you plug in your collection URL, it will pull everything up. You can export it to a CSV file, which is extremely useful if you're a data nerd like David and I. Um, but you can also, you know, go in here and what is it? it was, is it the sets? Yeah, the sets or is it challenges? I think it's sets. Yeah, if you go into the sets tab here, it's going to, to show you exactly what you hold in terms of the the amount of completion that you have on each type of set. So it's funny, it, it even has packs. So like Hall of Fame, 10 packs, one out of one. I've got that set done. <laughs> uh, so mm-hmm. it's taking a little bit to populate here because it's the biggest one. But let's see once this finally comes in. It's not going to be pretty because I've burned a lot. But okay, so here you can see the 22 leadoff series. I've got 258 out of 630. So this is a good way to to go in and check. I don't know. Can I click this? No, that wasn't mm-hmm. the right thing to click. No, that, that's that right. was it. Okay, so I can click any piece of it. So I have a total of 382 items, but only 258 unique. So it's showing the 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 overlap there for my dupes for you know more burning that I have to do. But yeah, this is a really really good tool to be able to see. This is by far the most burdensome set challenge that we have to complete so far. 630 cards. It's a lot. Uh, I know that there are tools on Serial 1 as well. I haven't used either one a ton lately, so I'm not sure which one is better. I think they're both great. I know that you're a huge fan of Serial Chaser and the stuff that Will has done as of late. Um, but yeah, lots of lots of good third-party tools still available um, in lieu of, of the actual set being on Candy. Uh, I will caution that on Serial 1 right now, it's not as accurate when you, when you plug in your collection uh, because there was, maybe it's a few weeks or a month ago, there was a change on Candy's backend that affected how your collection gets pulled up. 
And so uh, maybe Serial 1 hasn't been optimized for that yet, but I know when I plug my link in on Serial 1, it shows me that I'm missing a few things that, that I know I have. So it's not full accuracy, but on Serial Chaser, uh, it does have that accuracy. And by default, you can see it sorts it alphabetically, but as you get closer to having that full set, uh, for example, if you're at like 590 out of 630, uh, you could easily sort by quantity. And so that's a good way to find the ones that you have zero of uh, by, by just getting those filtered to the top. So you can just crank out the, the few that you're missing. Uh, but 630, it, it's, it's a big number. Even though a lot of them can be had for less than a dollar, that, that's still going to take some time. And so if that's, if that's a chaser that you're interested in, that Aaron Judge horizontal, then you've got your work cut out for you unless you're unless you're already nearly there but because there's no first party way to check your set completion the fact that serial chaser exists as a tool for us to pull that up is what makes it even possible to begin with mm -hmm. to, to, to chase that set on, on a large scale and so it's huge huge credit to will for keeping that site updated for putting in a lot of effort recently to to make sure the tools stay working and you know stop from breaking every time candy updates something on their end yes shout out to will uh awesome website continues to improve it um so definitely utilize that i wanted to to pull up a a little sidebar here based on something that you just said but basically what we've noticed this week and i don't know exactly what day it happened on but we have lifted off of the artificial 50 cent floor. And that is a big deal because we were, we were deep. We had a thick, thick floor at 50 cents for a very long time. And as you can see here, the lowest, the cheapest card available is 53 cents. And that might not sound like a big deal, but when we had dozens and dozens of pages of 50 cent listings, and now we actually have a legitimate floor for these previously worthless cards, that means that if you go list something for 50 cents, it probably will get purchased. There are people that are still very engaged in the burning challenges. We're only about halfway done. We've got 120. Uh, well, by the time we're done with this week, we'll have 120 out of the 200 done. So still 80 to go, which means that as we have speculated on, we didn't know if it was gonna happen. We didn't know if it happened, when it would happen, but it's happening. Burn piles are getting more expensive now. So. It's super minimal here. And I think the other day after the, the actual initial burn on Monday, we had gotten up to like 57, 58 cents on the floor. So that is achievable. I mean, even just by the bottom of this page, we're at 55. And then by the bottom of page two, we're at 58. And when you're looking at cents, yeah, it looks like just a few cents, but percentage, <laughs> percentage wise, that's a big, that's a, that's significant. It's statistically yeah. significant. So this is a really good sign. Um, Yowzers, who's a huge collector and a member of the candy suite. We had a, a quick little back and forth on Twitter where he made some good points about the, the state of things. And, you know, Titans are getting minted in lower volume, which I think was candy's initial intention. And we've already discussed the fact that we've had a couple of successful pack drops back to back now, you know, even, you know, I would, I would say three in a row, really the, yes, the hall mm -hmm. of fame packs are a little bit less than, than what they retailed at. But I would say that that was kind of like the, they broke through the barrier with that one. They got some things right. They got some things wrong. And then they worked out those kinks on, on Cal and the all-star stuff. So, the picture is looking better to me. I've been in a in a wait and see pattern for a while. That doesn't mean that I haven't been buying and selling things. I certainly have because it's fun, and that's primarily while I'm here. Uh, why I'm here, but in terms of just the financial picture, it's looking like the things that Candy's been doing to dig themselves out of the hole that they built for themselves are working, and it's good to see little indicators like this. So don't sleep on these fifty-three cent cards. It's a big deal. It's a big deal right if you're still waiting to mint some of the 80 titans that are, are still coming up then do your homework now figure out how many you're making figure out how many you know cores you need to burn with them you know how big your burn piles need to be and put those together now because if, if you'd have done your homework a month ago you could have had everything at that thick 50 cent floor 
Uh, but now it's going to cost you 16% more if you're buying at 58% or, or higher. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as more people continue to run low, because if you're running low, then it stands to reason that other people are as well. So it's not just going to be one or two extra people who are going to need to buy more cores for their own burning designs. It's going to be everyone at once is going to be running thin who was waiting until the last minute to pick up what they needed. And, and so just plot it out now, figure out what you need and get it before it goes up again. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly realizing that this is happening has made me go back and reassess what my burn pile is. I, I think that I'm still in good shape because you and I were just stacking when we were down in the, in the dirt, the dirt of 50 cent uncommons. Those were, oh. were available. So those were the days. Um, mm -hmm. so burn piles in good shape, but even at that, it made me hesitate. Like, do I, do I burn? Do I consider buying some Titans out? Like having to recalibrate that, that equation now that the, you know, set it and forget it 50 cent cores are, we're moving away from that. And I think with each week, it's going to get more significant because on a burn day, that's when, when we see that movement. So an interesting thing to keep track of and, you know, continues to be part of the, the, the bigger picture. So just wanted to, to shed some light on that. And then the last challenge element that we wanted to, to speak on is not so much a, a guaranteed happening as it is a hint in the most recent uh, general announcement that Candy put out. So on September 30th, and I'll just read this verbatim, it says, hey, Candy fam, You've seen us launch full set challenges, Titan burn challenges, as well as smaller collection challenges across our IPs. Dynamic challenges for Sweet Futures launch next month and the MLB playoffs are just around the corner. First reference to MLB playoffs. Then in the second paragraph, it says the next MLB challenge will go live soon. In parentheses, did we mention the playoffs start soon? With emoji eyes, second reference to playoffs. Beyond that, we strive to build with and for our community. We'd appreciate hearing more of your feedback and they put a link to take a survey. So very small, very small announcement with two references to the MLB playoffs, but no actual details on what it is that they're speaking to. You and I are speculating that this means that we're going to get something to do with playoffs. Not a, that's not a, a far-fetched um, assumption to make here. But I think the important thing to remember is that we just got a roadmap and nothing on the roadmap says anything about playoff specific cards. And so to me, that says that there's some speculation to be to be played here in terms of the 2022 cards. Is it just the leadoff series? Will the 21 cards be included? Will the all-star cards be included? So there's a lot of what ifs, but you know, to the, in the same nature or the same dynamic of the, the Sweet Futures challenge that we were just walking through, the different types of lineups and things like that. I'm envisioning what is the pot, you know, again, there's a lot of questions here because so rare is the fantasy baseball provider, whatever that means. But <laughs> clearly there's something else cooking here. So whether it looks similar to the player of the month type thing, does it look more like the Sweet Futures thing that we just talked through? I'm not sure. It's all speculation, but speculation can be some of the fun stuff to play. So I've kind of just taken an inventory on some of the guys that I have. Do I have some playoff players, you know, guys on the Dodgers and what are those players that could potentially be relevant? So I'm hoping that whatever it is, it spans across the different sets and it's just a matter of, do you have that player? And maybe there's different multipliers and maybe I'm thinking too big. It's all, it's all on the table, but you know, what's, what is your opinion? What's your speculation? What do you think is, is being hinted at here? Well, if they wanted to be inclusive of all the different lineups, because there are some players who were in the 21 all-stars and part of the leadoff set and we're a 22 all-star. So there's, there's players who have three different copies. If they want it to be all-inclusive, then it could be something like, you know, get the player, you know, get X number of players who won a game on this particular day in the playoffs. And you can either have a couple of copies of them from the leadoff set or just one copy from one of the all-star sets 
or maybe it needs to be uncommon or better, or maybe there'll be different tiers of rewards, the, like the player of the month, where you had the you know, uncommon for the lowest tier, rare for the medium tier, and then rare or 21 for the highest tier. And, and that's a good way for them to kind of throw focus back to 21 is, you know, requiring them in some of these higher tier challenges. And, and it could be something like that. It, it, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to get my hopes up too high, uh, but it's the fact that it sounds like they're going to be doing something is encouraging. And we should find out within a matter of days what that's going to look like because the playoffs are right around the corner. Mm-hmm. They don't tend to make announcements on weekends. And so, you know, this episode comes out on Wednesday, October 5th. I wouldn't be surprised if we get the announcement on the 5th or 6th. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's got to be soon if they've if they've really got something close enough to completion to be getting out there for us. And I, I would hate for them to have left those, you know, those hints such as they were if they weren't ready to follow through on something. Agreed. Yeah, the the... The little speculation that I've done, and I'll just drop this little nugget because we're late <laughs> enough in the show that there's uh, there's just not that many people listening to this, but I've also already executed on it and I've got other things that I'm focusing on right now. But I think that that there are some opportunities with the lineup one and two uh, because we are fully sat- we, we're fully saturated in the in the supply on those and we are past a lot of those Titans. So as we've talked about in the past, anytime that there's a attention on something we're going to see a spike and when there's when there's no reason to be paying attention to something we're going to see it dip take the take the jerseys for example right we've just seen those slowly bleed over time down to i think they're like 35 bucks right now and then there was a little little reference to them in the in the roadmap a couple weeks ago and we saw them spike up to like 45 bucks and then realized uh this is still probably six months away and they and they came back down so just a little exercise of of what that attention looks like but to bring it back to my point i think that guys like uh like i grabbed a pete alonzo rare i grabbed a francisco lindor rare now obviously the mets are going in the wrong direction right now so maybe not the best example but i just think that if we need playoff players. I think that those lead uh, lineups one and two, they're saturated. They're past their their Titan burns. The rare could have a multiplier on it, and the rares are a lot more affordable than the epics. So, but if you've got enough roll for the epics, I think the epics fall into the same the same category mm-hmm. too, because those are extremely affordable in comparison as well. So I don't know, just a little thing that I'm looking at. Total speculation. I could be way off, and there could be nothing at all. But you know, it just feels like. A decent entry regardless they're good players and um so i'm buying cards that i like owning regardless and then i'm hoping that there's some upside attached to it and i really like making a play on lineup one and lineup two as you said because they are distributed there is some reference that at some point november or after the playoffs perhaps that we're going to see you know those leadoff vaulted supply, we're going to see that get either repackaged or sold or, or something is going to happen. And it won't be until after the full set happens. It won't be until after the Titan burning is done. But that supply is coming at some point. And so those lineup three, four, five, and six players from the leadoff set are going to have more supply than they do right now. But the same cannot be said for lineup one and lineup two. So when that supply hits, you know it's not going to be impacting your Pete Alonso that you just picked up mm-hmm. because he's already done. Exactly. Yeah, so I just pulled this up because it, it's in the product releases for late fall, which can't be that far away, probably during the playoffs or a little bit after the playoffs, but repackaged vaulted leadoff packs, that is going to have a supply shock. To what extent, we don't know. What are those packs going to cost? I don't know. Are they going to add some type of reason for for wanting those packs? I don't know. You know, it's it's looking like, let's see. So we'll be done. We'll be done with Titans in a month because we've got mm-hmm. 80 Titans left times 20, which that's something worth noting. Didn't state that, but we we bumped up to 20 Titans this Monday instead of 10. So that's a significant change. So by the end of October, we'll be done with Titans which to me says that we'll probably get the repackaged leadoff packs shortly after that. I think that early November, mid-November is probably when we're getting those. 
I think sooner rather than later, because if they release these things when baseball is completely done, I think they're going to struggle immensely. But maybe they come repackaged at a really affordable price and there's no utility attached to it. And it's just a good way to to get some product into people's hands and let them experience it because, you know, the ship has sailed on all the, the utility elements, at least for the time being. And and they're OK with that. But there's still problems with that, right? Because if it comes out in too big of a volume and it's too affordable, then, you know, we know that buying stuff from leadoff, you know, from lineups four, five, and six is it's risky business right now. So it still needs to be handled with care, but I'm getting a little bit more comfort with my, my expectation in terms of seeing what we've seen happen. So I'm hoping that they do it with, uh, with some thought. I think that they will, but there are a lot of different elements to this leadoff series that are worth paying attention to when those packs do come out. I think we should be prepared to see a sort of a price earthquake on lineups four, five, and six, uh, particularly for rares and epics. But that is one of the good things that it's coming after Titans are done. So if you've got those lineup four, five, and six Titans, your supply won't be affected by that unvaulting. And I think the most likely thing, because I don't think they want to let them, I don't think they want to reduce the price too much because that's going to even more directly erode the prices of what's already out there Mm -hmm. is if the new supply costs significantly less per icon. But if they could include some other giveaways or chasers or something unique in the repackaged supply, then that could give people a reason to buy. What if there's a small chance that you pull something that you can redeem for season tickets next year? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you you pull one of those big winner packs, then you go see, you know, 81 games next year at your team's ballpark you know they, they could put something like that inside to give people a reason to buy in spite of no longer having titans or no longer having the full set to look forward to yeah i like that i like it well i think that that's all the the challenge talk and i forgot to tease it at the top so uh <laughs> i don't know how many people are going to watch this but you wanted to rip another all-star pack right i'll, I'll rip it for the two people still watching okay all right. They, they can they we, can we witness. appreciate all all two people that are still here. Let me kick you the screen share. All right. Okay. I always Looks love like watching a pack rip, so I'm here. I'm here, David. I still got still got a few gold packs left. I stopped last time after I pulled that legendary, but there might still be some magic left in these packs. We're going to start with pack number 774. I might just rip one, I might rip more. We're just going to see how it goes. And let's see. First pack. Nice. We got an Good epic. Start. Epic and a rare. Uh, we didn't get an uncommon in this pack, so only two non-cores. But the epic could make up for it. Uh, Jose Ramirez J-Ram. is the first core. Number Pete 10. Alonso, Pete. number 10. That's a nice little number. Tim Anderson. Max Freed. Jorge Lopez. Jordan Romano. A. Uh, Emmanuel Classe. Oh, almost the perfect three out of three eighty-five out of three eighty-eight, and Kyle Tucker number twenty-four. So those are the cores. What's his? The... What's Tucker's jersey? I don't know offhand. All right, we'll check it after. Go ahead. Yeah, the rare. Love it. Love the rare. Shohei Otani, number twenty-three. Missed the jersey. The jersey might already be out there, but. We take Otani. Any Otani. All day. Rare Otani. Let's go. And and this could be a two Otani pack. Let's check out the Epic. Okay. Oh, you got Darnode. I know what that That feels like, my man. Yeah. (laughs) You've you've been there. At least you got a a one digit, single digit. Single digit on the Darno, but Otani, rare. The the highlight of that pack. Big time. And I don't think I can stop there. So let's, let's just... Jump into the next one. Keep it rolling. Uh, pack seven seventy five. Let me right check. Next uh, let me check oh, Tucker, Tucker real quick for you. Okay. Then I'll, I'll wait just to think. A that, no, he's thirty. Yeah, he's thirty. 30. I knew it was close, okay. but someone's twenty four. I just don't know offhand who it was. But uh, here we go. Pack number two. 
We're looking at another epic. Okay. This time we got the rare and the uncommon. So this is more of the, the standard pack. You got the luck on these, man. You went three for three on rares with the, the three icons. Now you've got a yeah. legendary and multiple epics. All right, let's keep it yeah. rolling. Let's go. Uh, Josh Hader is the first core. Manny Machado, the second. Ty France, the third. Another Jorge Lopez. Xander Bogarts. Bogie. Paul Blackburn. Jazz Chisholm. Those are the cores. For the Uncommon, Travis Darno, he's back. For the Rare, Mookie Betts. Hey, that's a nice one. Yeah, the oh, Rares have blue, been performing. That blue on Mookie, the Dodgers too, it looks so good. If it wasn't the Dodgers, I'll take some Kansas City Royal blue, perhaps. <laughs> but a Dodger blue, I could live without. All right, you could just uh, you could just send that over my way then. <laughs> Gifting coming 2023 and beyond, and the epic. Joe Musgrove number 15. Okay, the epics could have been better, but both of the rares were standouts. Yeah, solid solid rare pulls for sure there. Well, I've still got one gold pack left. I'm gonna sit on it, but I'm gonna open my Hall of Fame four pack. Okay. But the secondary values on these four packs haven't really done anything. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. But at this point, I'm just going to take the four icons that are inside. We have an uncommon. So standard pack for this Hall of Fame set. The Griffey inserts are cores, though. Don't forget Willie it. Willie McCovey, number nine. Number nine. Single digit McCovey. Tom Glavin, the other core. And Willie Stargell, the third core. And then for the uncommon, Barry Larkin. All right. But I was just going to be sitting on that pack forever anyways. Might as well save some time, rip mm-hmm. it now. And I'm really happy with that McCovey single digit. Yeah, it's nice. That's nice. Definitely the uh, the marquee poll was that rare Otani, though. That was a nice one. Sitting That's a $225 floor right now. Take okay. That. Take that. All right. Well, I think that's that. We uh we got an, we got a real one in here. We got a real real update in. Apologize for the the lack of update last week and the abbreviated update the week before with the pack rips. Uh but good to have a lot of things going on here. There's a lot to be excited about. There's a whole lot to be paying attention to. Obviously there are are still some questions to be answered, but we're going to be here along the way to uh to figure it out one little step at a time. So my name's Nate. That's David. This is the Talking Candy weekly update. If you made it this far, we appreciate you being here, and we will see you in the next one.